So we are uh, not releasing a full episode this week, but uh, we're going to give you a bit of a teaser of what's happening next week. So I'm here with co-host Sandra Hannebaum. And a couple weeks ago, we gave you an assignment to get to the bottom of a little mystery that's been... Uh, I haven't been able to find the answer to in asking people that have been around the legislature for a while. Uh, but you have spent considerable amount of time looking into what exactly? It's a space that's been reserved in the legislature for a Mi'kmaq representative. Uh, this space was added by um, an amendment that was passed unanimously in the House, and now it's Section 6 of the House of Assembly Act, and it um, reserves the space for Mi'kmaq representative, along with a second subsection. Which says? Since we don't know how to fill the seat, we're just going to meet every year until we figure out how it will be filled. We who? Mi'kmaq leaders and the premier, whichever premier that might be at the time. Mm -hmm. Um, So they've met every year for the past 25 years, and that seat has not been decided on exactly how they would serve in the legislature. Mm -hmm. Or even get appointed or elected. Right. Um, There are lots of options on the table, and it's not the first time that it's been suggested. Coming at this, one of the first questions we were looking into was, like, how did this end up in the House of Assembly Act, how did it, uh, and I think it's particularly interesting given that it's never been filled. So from your exploration, what what made it a part of what is now law, that we have a Mi'kmaq representative or that there's a space for a Mi'kmaq representative in provinces? Well, uh, it seems like the 80s was a bit of a dark time as far as um, the relationship between Aboriginal peoples and Canadian governments. Nova Scotia was no different. At the time, I think that there was um, a conversation around redrawing the electoral boundaries to um, make sure that African Nova Scotian and Acadian communities were were fairly represented and... um, The impression that I got from the people I spoke with was that um, just kind of by extrapolation, the Mi'kmaq seat was thrown in there. Mm -hmm. And I guess for African Nova Scotian uh, and Acadian communities, for folks that aren't familiar with it, for the last two decades represented by having uh, slightly smaller uh, electoral districts so that the uh, African Nova Scotian community of Preston, for instance, uh, could have a better chance of electing one of its own to the Preston seat in the legislature and the same for like a handful of Acadian ridings around the province. Obviously it's different for Mi'kmaq people. It's different for Mi'kmaq and I don't know a whole lot about the Acadian history but as far as African Nova Scotians, African Americans on this side of the planet, it makes sense that you might want to reserve a space for them and, pr- and protect that fair representation um, through the legislature because they've been subject to a process called diaspora. But for the Mi'kmaq, they've been sovereign on their own land for a very long time. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of thousands awkward of for... We right. Thousands of years. So it's a little bit awkward for this new government, British government, to then mm-hmm. transfer power through an apparently more legitimate right. institution. And I think that kind of gets to we were... I guess when we talked about this assignment and how the kind of structure of the episode would go, my sense of it certainly was part one, how did this become part of the legislation? Part two, why aren't the Mi'kmaq people or why isn't the provincial government 
taking steps to fill this seat. And on that question, it, it, I guess it sounds like the answers you found were uh, almost like my, our, our original question was a bit moot. Yeah, usually, I mean, in the, la- in the last few episodes that we did, for instance, in, in, um, in the episode that we did on ability, ready, willing, and able, I think it was Kevin Murphy who mentioned that there has to be a strong political will. The parties each have to seek out their diverse candidates, and they have to seek it out very intentionally and purposefully. But in the case of, of, of Mi'kmaq governance... That leadership is is there. They have their own structures. They have their own leaders. They have their own representatives. Would you say not a legitimate, uh, I guess, power structure for the Mi'kmaq people? The legislature isn't seen as a legitimate power structure or just not theirs? Yeah, it's legitimate, but it's just not necessarily um, theirs. Yeah. On the one hand, for, for certain groups, you might you might want to call for more effort put into seeking fair representation for them. For particular other groups, it doesn't make sense to try to give them representation when they are currently engaged in representing themselves. So who, who are we going to hear from next week? So I spoke with um, Chief Deborah Robinson, who has been uh, a chief for 30 years. Chiefs are elected through the band system. So she's been re-elected since 1987. Um, I also spoke with Senator Dan Christmas, who was recently appointed to the Senate as the first Mi'kmaq representative there. And the senator for Nova Scotia. And I also spoke with... Um, spoke with Jaime Batiste, who does uh, treaty education from Eskazoni, First Nation. And Trevor Sanipas. Trevor Sanipas. And he's, I guess, probably the, um, the one person we spoke to that is actually really interested in being in the legislature because he was a candidate. Right. He, he's, he's interested in representing the constituents of his area, and he is Mi'kmaq also, so he, um, he told us that um, that, will, that doesn't form who he is, but like any other MLA, you can only offer who you are. I guess this is, we're taping this on Friday, and the election was on Tuesday, so um, Trevor was unsuccessful in his bid for election on, on Tuesday night, but would have been representing the community of uh, Waverly, Fall River, Beaver Bank. Uh, in uh, just outside of, I guess, the metro core here in Halifax. And, uh, yeah, of course, would have been representing a lot of people who aren't necessarily Mi'kmaq. So, um, yeah, I guess that's all the people you will hear from next week. And depending on who else returns our phone calls, perhaps a few more. Um, And just, I guess, maybe so it's clear, neither of us have have Mi'kmaq heritage. So when... Uh, we finally put that full episode together that includes all of the perspectives from the Mi'kmaq people that we didn't speak to.